Hi, it's Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. Welcome back to Talking Trading for 2020. I hope you had a fantastic Christmas and New Year break and that your trading went well. I had my best trading performance over Christmas as my account went up by 22R. And as Chris Tate said to me, it's amazing what happens when you sit with some simple trading rules and you find a rhythm. Well, our first guest for Talking Trading in 2020 will definitely help you find your rhythm. We have world-renowned trading performance coach, Dr. Brett Steenbarger. Brett works for some of the world's leading hedge fund portfolio managers and proprietary trading firms. He is the author of several books, including the classic Psychology of Trading, and he's also a regular columnist to Forbes magazine. His latest book, Radical Renewal, is on the spirituality of trading. And in today's interview, we look at key principles from his book and also what makes an elite trader. A fascinating piece of information about Brett is that he actually assists Wall Street hedge funds to employ traders. And in today's interview, he shares what it is he looks for when he's employing them. There are so many gems and insights for your trading journey packed into this interview that we have divided it up into two sections. And today is part one of Dr. Brett Steenbarger. But first, to kickstart 2020, here is Louise Bedford in Mind Power on how to calm your anxiety immediately. Let's hear her now. So often I'm asked about how to relieve anxiety immediately because, of course, we need everything now, 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 especially when we're anxious. I can give you the top technique that I've ever tried to relieve trading anxiety, to restore your equilibrium and to make sure the oxygen level in your blood is appropriate. Not too much, not too little, just right, that Goldilocks zone. So, first of all, take two deep breaths. You can play along with me. So two deep breaths right now, just clear your lungs. Now I'd like you to visualize a box and we're going to trace around the outline of the box while we're breathing and I'll take you through it. So take a deep breath in and as you do so, imagine that you're drawing a line up the left-hand side of the box vertically. And when you hit the end of your breath, that's when the line stops. Now exhale, and as you exhale, draw a horizontal line along the top of the box. Now hold it just there. Now by holding it, you're allowing your body to slow. You're allowing everything to slow down. Then take a deep breath in again, and as you do, imagine the right-hand side of the vertical box being drawn. And then breathe in again and draw the final connecting line, the horizontal line along the bottom of the box and you will have completed a box with your breath. So you can see how easy that is. You visualize each line being drawn in time with your breath. You hold it for a short period of time, which slows everything down. And then you draw the rest of the box. And I'll bet if you do that three or four times before you trade, you will think more clearly, you will make fewer mistakes, and you will calm yourself so that this becomes an everyday part of your trader's life. 
Hi, everybody. I'm Anthony Saliba, and I listen to Talking Trading with Caroline Stevens. Dr. Brett Steenbarger, all the way from New York. Hello, and welcome to Talking Trading. Well, thank you for having me, Caroline. It has been a long time coming. Real trading is a path to personal growth. It's not an illusion of a shiny future with quick payouts. You offer real techniques, which are backed by research. What sort of traders take on board your knowledge? The traders who take on board the knowledge are traders who are approaching their craft really as a career or as a calling, not just as a quick way to make money. So they're interested in developing themselves and they're interested in developing their trading. And that's my role as a performance psychologist to help them make improvements in themselves, but also help them improve what they are doing in financial markets. In your book, Radical Renewal, you talk about spirituality. And spirituality and trading aren't two things that you'd necessarily put together. How on earth are they connected? Yeah, so the uh, Radical Renewal book is actually a free text. It's on a blog platform. And if listeners go to leadingrenewal.blogspot.com, they can download the entire book. The idea here is, as I say in the text, good trading comes from the soul not from the ego. Many, many, many problems that we encounter as traders are not really psychological problems in the sense of having a mental health diagnosis. The problems we have as traders occur when our egos get in the way of our performance. So we become caught up in profits and losses. We become afraid of missing opportunities. I'm afraid of losing money. All of these are ways in which we become so attached to the outcomes of trading that we don't do the right things in terms of the processes of trading. Why is Radical Renewal an e-book and not a paper book? <laughs> oh, a good question. Yeah, so uh, I wanted it to be as available to everyone as possible. I I thought it was uh, an important set of ideas, and it was something that I wanted to offer the trading community as a gift, as, as something that reflected some of my personal development. And so uh, putting it on a blog platform so that everyone could access it and read it made a lot of sense to me. I find when I'm in flow with the markets, I'm breathing and I'm in rhythm like I was today. You say your first turnaround trading came when you viewed the markets as communication, like you were doing therapy with someone where it was a relationship of empathy and understanding. Yes, markets talk to us. You know, the markets reflect the flows of buyers and sellers, and we can read those communications. Some of the posts that I've recently made uh, to my blog, which is Trader Feed, T R A D E R F E E D, 
reflect this idea, we look at how many buyers and sellers are in the market, how that's changing over time, and we can get a sense of when patterns are changing, when buyers are dominating, when sellers are dominating. Those are all communications of the market, and we're meant to listen to those and act upon those rather than prejudge markets should go. So a good example was yesterday's trading in the uh, S&P futures in the U.S. There was an announcement that came out early in the morning, and suddenly we got a lot of buying in a short amount of time. The volume really expanded, and that continued throughout the day. Once we could see that the buyers were overwhelming the sellers, we could be free to act upon that. There were traders I spoke with who thought that the news shouldn't be that important, that the market shouldn't go up that much. <laughs> so they're prejudging how uh, the market is behaving rather than listening uh, to what it's telling them. Are there any tricks to being in tune with the markets and feeling it with your fingers? Well, they're the same tricks as doing those things in human relationships. In other words, in a good relationship, uh, in a relationship like I would have with my children or with my wife, you learn to listen. Why do you? Because you care. You're attached to them. You feel some connection to them. And so that makes you interested in them and you want to get a sense for them and respond to where they're coming from. So it's really a relationship skill. It's the same thing as when I meet with uh, people in therapy. Uh, And so you have to care about markets. You have to be interested in them to open up your mind and really listen to what they're saying. You help hedge funds to hire traders to show them what they should be looking for when they employ people. And a fascinating piece of information that you've given is that successful traders know and can describe in detail what they do well. They understand their edge and where success comes from. I found that fascinating. Yes, and uh, in addition, whatever edges they possess in markets are truly unique ones. There's something unique, there's something different in what they do. If someone is generic, If someone is doing the same kind of trading, generating the same kind of ideas as other traders, the odds that they will be distinctively successful are quite low. So I look, oh my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. If it's just another person staring at screens and looking at chart patterns and, you know, this moving average crosses, this moving average, come on wouldn't succeed in any area of the business world if you just copied what other people are doing. Why would you be distinctly successful? It doesn't make any sense. So the people who I interview, I look for detail, rigor. They've studied what they do well. They know what they do well. But there's also some uniqueness to what they do well. It's almost a metaphor for life and doing anything well, isn't it? Yeah, I I think that's really true, that if you're going to be very successful at anything, if you're going to be successful as an author, if you're going to be successful as an athlete, if you're going to be successful as a parent, 
you really care about what you do, you think about what you do, you try to make improvements in what you do, and ultimately you're doing some things distinctively. Brett, are you a good trader personally? Uh, you know, that's a great question, and that's exactly how I would put it. I am a good trader. I don't think I'm a great trader. Uh, I, I think I'm a good trader. Good trade. What do I mean by good trader? I mean uh, someone who makes money. But, you know, great trader in terms of someone who is generating lots of money and does it full time as a career, that sort of thing. Uh, no. And that's a function of a choice that I made to focus my career as a psychologist. I teach in a medical school. I work as a performance coach for others. Uh, rather than devote myself full-time to trading. I don't think anyone could be great at something doing it part-time. I trade part-time. I enjoy trading. It keeps me on top of markets. I'm able to make some money uh, from it. But I don't think any of us could become great at something doing it part-time. You say you're a performance coach. In all these people you coach, the truly successful ones, what characteristics or traits would you say that they show Yes, there are a number of them, and and I alluded to a couple. One is the rigor of what they do. They they do things in a very detailed way, a process-oriented way. They have studied what they do well. They play to their strengths. We all have different personality strengths. We have different cognitive strengths in terms of how we process information. And the really good traders know their strengths and play to those strengths with consistency. Uh, The really successful traders grow over time. In other words, they don't just have, quote unquote, an edge in markets. They have ways of developing new sources of edge. And so if I don't see a trader innovating, I question whether they're going to have a long, successful career. Celebration's a keystone of spiritual life. It's also a keystone in successful trading. I followed my trading rules. I executed that trade perfectly and it moved in the direction that gave me profit. What's the power of celebrating your winning trades? I'm really thinking about this question because... I, I, I think we celebrate doing things well. And hopefully more often than not, those will be winning trades rather than losing trades. But making money on a trade is not something I personally celebrate. Do you feel good about I mean, yourself? It's nice. it's nice. But what I really celebrate is learning new things, doing new things, doing things well. And sometimes we do things well in markets and they don't make money. Mm. And I still celebrate that because, as I mentioned in the book, many times if we place a really good trade with a very good set of ideas and it doesn't work out, that tells us something about the market. That's information. And I can celebrate that. I can be thankful for that. I can have some gratitude toward that because I can use that information to inform the next opportunity. So that's why I was hesitating. It's not just the P&L that we're celebrating. It's learning, 
doing things well, growing, and over time, that's going to lead to profitability. Let's talk about another key aspect of spirituality and flip the last question on its head, forgiveness. Taking losses is quite hard and brutal, but it's a reality of the markets. Even though I have to say that once I actually take a loss, I tend to forget about it. But not beating yourself up on losing that capital can be really hard. How do you suggest forgiving yourself for the losses? Well, uh, a couple of responses to it. If it's a, Again, if it's a well-placed trade, I do think that a losing trade can provide good information. And there are plenty of times where I will place a trade, it won't work out, and I'll say to myself, that should have worked. That was a good trade. That should have worked. What can I take away from this? So it's not even a matter of beating ourselves up for it or not beating ourselves up for it. It's a matter of looking for learning lessons from our setbacks. The setbacks we have in life are there for a reason. We're meant to learn from those, and we can be grateful for those. And yes, they hurt at the moment, and yes, they're disappointing, and they're frustrating, but that's They're frustrating. Yeah, 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 but that's what prods us to learn from them and, and move forward. So, you know, I do think it's important not only to not beat ourselves up for losses, but actually to create opportunities from them. Now, at times, we do things wrong. We are fallible. Uh, I certainly am quite fallible, both in trading and other areas of life. And the forgiveness part comes in when we can use our mistakes to learn and to make ourselves better and to set a goal that we're not going to do that again. So... So when you say a mistake, is that breaking your trading plan? Would that be the sort of mistake? It could be. It could be. Or failing to see a larger context of what's going on in the market. Uh, You know, it could be because your maybe your last couple of trades have been losing trades. And so you size the next opportunity way too small. And it works, but you don't make very much money. That's a mistake. That's a mistake. You know, so we, we all fall prey to those kind of errors. And those are the things we want to learn from. And the way I find is best to learn from them is to get to a point where we can take something away from the experience and then we can forgive ourselves. Then we can let ourselves go and move forward constructively. The egoic part of our mind is garrulous, it's argumentative, it's opinionated. The chatter inside our heads is our ego. And quieting our minds is a big part of becoming a better trader. How do you quiet your mind to become a better trader? How would you recommend quietening your mind? Well, we quiet our mind when we listen with intent. So when I'm uh, meeting with a client in therapy, let's say, as a psychologist, or if I'm listening to a family member, if I'm uh, conversing with a family member, I'm focusing on what they are saying. I certainly am not chattering to myself about the next thing I'm going to say 
or what a great psychologist or parent or spouse I am, or how I want this conversation to ultimately end up. It never even occurs to me to think about those things because I'm so focused on the other person. So focusing attention is part of listening, and that is part of quieting the mind. It's not coincidence that when we learn to meditate, we're learning to focus our attention and quiet our mind and listen to whatever mantra we might be saying or so forth. That's really the skills we need to develop in order to hear anyone in anything. I'm thinking that you're very happily married. <laughs> your wife. <laughs> My religion, we say, Baruch Hashem. Thank God. Um, and and, what, and uh, yes, it's going on 37 years of marriage. It turned around my life. And um, I, I, there's no way that I personally could achieve anything in my career. I have the foundation of a great marriage and a great family life. It is a foundation for me, psychologically and so forth. And uh, you know, I couldn't be more thankful for what I have in that regard. Oh, lovely. Well, let's talk about that appreciation. You've said that if you approach the markets and life with ego attachment, not out of appreciation, the markets themselves won't work. Why is that? Yeah, because, oh, well, again, because we're not listening to the markets. You know, if, if we're approaching the markets with our preconceptions, for instance, I, I work with some traders, or I meet some traders who are perennially bearish. And no matter what the market is doing, it can be making new highs, it can be showing momentum, we're always thinking it's overbought, it shouldn't be going up, it, it, it's going to be going down. And they focus on, whatever personal things that they focus on to justify why the market should go down. So they're not listening to the market at all. Uh, as a result, they end up trading their biases, uh, not really what markets are doing. And that's all for part one of Dr. Brett Steinbarger in today's interview. Stay tuned next week to hear part two of his interview and more gems and insights for your trading journey. I'm Caroline Stephen. Have a wonderful week trading. Take care. As always, if you like this show, please be sure to tell a friend. This is super important because word of mouth is the most powerful way that people can get in touch with us. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcast and make sure you give us a big fat five-star review because it helps people find us. You'll also notice that Talking Trading doesn't use sponsors and barely advertisers. This is because Chris Tate and Louise Bedford fund this show from tradinggame.com.au. If you'd like to get Louise's five-part free e-course, register at tradinggame.com.au. So until next week, happy trading. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation. Want to know the hottest sectors in the Aussie market? Now's your chance. 
download my free hot or not special report from tradinggame.com.au slash hot or not. That website again, tradinggame.com.au slash hot or not.